General Manager Howie Roseman was busy this weekend adding linebacker help to the defense. We got takeaways on that. The open practice in Lincoln Financial Field Sunday had over 50,000 people. Practice takeaways, Jalen Hurts' birthday, all that and more on this Monday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans, to a Monday edition of the show. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri. Today's show is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL and enter the promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a white tech hat with any order. You won't want to take off your Bird Dogs. We promise you. Gino, on today's edition of the show, we got to talk about some moves. Howie Roseman, he has a track record of making moves after the draft, sometimes deep into the summer that really helped this football team in some championship seasons, 2017, 2022. Sometimes the moves don't always work, but he's always working the phones, trying to fill roster spots. He was doing that this weekend at linebacker Sunday, agreeing to a deal with both Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. Cunningham was a starter for the Tennessee Titans over the last few years. Miles Jack started in 13 games last year with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a former uh, Jacksonville Jaguar as well, a top draft prospect. Trying to add in more help. We've been talking about how thin linebacker looks behind Nicobe Dean and Nicholas Morrow. Nicobe Dean's dealing with an ankle injury, so how he says, got to get in some more veterans here. Very similar last year to like the Linval Joseph and Ndonikin Sue signing at defensive tackle when Jordan Davis and Marlon Tui Peloto went down. Will these moves work? Not so sure, but they needed reinforcements and these, it feels like floor stackers more than like ceiling set type of moves. Oh, definitely. So, and a little bit different from the Sue and the Linval Joseph move as those were in season. This feels a little bit closer to those Corey Graham type of moves, which mm. happened on August 5th. And you look at the move that I think is a perfect parallel, almost like a Jaquaski Tart type it of was, move. It was such a Jaquaski Tart move, Gino. And that's why I'm like, is there still a CGJ move coming, though? I don't think this stops them from if Absolutely a Patrick Queen not. became available from you know stopping them from making those kind of moves. No, the guys are wearing jersey number 46 and number 47, and that always isn't a great outlook, unless you're uh, Nate Geary. And you I like that jersey analysis. That's a fair you, point, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to look at what you're assigned. But at the same time, Lou, you had to do something, right? This has been a talking point that I think yeah. a lot of people that follow this team closely ha- have known about, that if N'Kobe Dean goes down, there's nothing behind them. And Yeah, and luckily, Morrow doesn't look great either, Gino. Yeah, luckily Christian Ellis is playing a little bit better, but man, you don't want to see Ben Van Summeren taking first team reps. And Mora, we know that he played in that Bears defense, which you handedly beat pretty well last year, and they looked to replace him, and they did. And now he doesn't have a firm job with Miles Jack and Cunningham coming in as well. Those were two guys that you should have looked at in this time of year and said, yeah, we have to get them in. And I think there was between the two guys and between Howie Roseman and understanding, they got the exact same contract, like to the number, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure one year, three and a half million with the same guarantees and all the same incentives. And I think those two know that they can come in and play for a job. What are you going to get out of them though? You hope you can get, like you said, a floor level player, somebody that you can win games with, 
that yes. isn't going to give games away in a rotation. And you have to budget it because it's linebacker. It's safety. You talk about yes. Jaquaski Tart. That's why it looks so similar because you're doing it at a position where you have not invested high It's a assets. band-aid move, Gino. Like, let's be real. Normally, it, hate band-aid moves or bridge signings, but at linebacker, this is the reality when you're not, you invest in this position less than any team in football. So if, you know, last year when they did this at safety, you weren't really cool with it. I wasn't really cool with their approach at safety over the three seasons before since Malcolm Jenkins had left. Mm -hmm. But a linebacker, I'm okay with it because they've stacked this roster at so many other spots that this is their reality at this position. And so I'm just trying to make sure this position doesn't hurt you. Is it like you said, win with? You're never going to win because of linebacker this year. Well, I shouldn't say that. With N'Kobe Dean, you could. But with mm. these you know, second linebackers, you didn't win last year because of Kazir White ever. I just kind of want these guys to you know, be okay, right? And I think in a rotation, maybe Miles Jack, Zach Cunningham, and Nicholas Morrow together can – you know, just kind of stay out of the way. I think that's the approach, and mm -hmm. that's what the Eagles have always done. And from the sounds of it, the way that Desai is going to play, he's okay with getting Terrell Edmonds out there in a big nickel that's look as that too. third yeah. linebacker. And mm -hmm. you've seen them willingly putting Nolan Smith as that other outside guy. Yep. Are they going to take the approach, like we have said, of just keeping linebackers simply to keep linebackers? Or are you going to keep the best guys in your back seven. And I think that's yeah. the approach that you have to take, but bringing in miles, Jack and Zach Cunningham, it's better than what you had right now, in my For opinion. Sure. And, and it's know, going to increase competition. Always. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off veterans. No, you're good. You know, veterans and young players, sometimes names don't always pan out. Right. And I mm -hmm. think that's one thing, but the, the Eagles don't really have any young exciting prospects of this position no. either to and Davian Taylor was released yesterday. So I, I think you needed these guys. Can we admit that that was a bad take by that was you? A terrible take by me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they, you know, they had nothing not wrong. only was he the first guy oh, off the roster. That take. <laughs> he didn't but, come anywhere close. But to that the just shows how bad this position is that right. I started to think, could Davian Taylor actually get on the field this year? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like when you're in a desert and, and you just see that oasis in the distance and it's, just not really there. And we were trying to talk ourselves into something that, frankly, if Howie Roseman, somebody who likes to keep his cards relatively close to the chest, when, I mean, the A.J. Brown move, nobody had any idea that's coming, no idea. right? Like, he's Hence not one reactions. of those guys that doesn't really leave breadcrumbs. And he had mentioned this position by name multiple times in the past couple weeks alone. So you knew they were going to do something. And I, I love the idea that, this doesn't limit you from adding a, a Patrick Queen type of player or going out and maybe an Isaiah Simmons if mm -hmm. you're, they're willing to to part with them. Because, frankly, you're going to have to get by like you are at running back on a value-driven system. Correct. And I was thinking when you were bringing this up, is this the one position where they might have had the most turnover in signings in the last six, seven years or so? Probably. Yeah, I, I, it is. And, and that that's on purpose. So that's, that's by design mm -hmm. for this football team. And so I'm not overly concerned. Nicobe Dean, I still think is going to be a stud. And as we've mentioned, you need one really good linebacker in your team. Yeah, that's it. And that's it. Especially when, as you mentioned, you're going to use more three safety looks this year. I'm mm -hmm. not overly concerned. Have these moves worked out in the past outside of Kazir white? Not really. I'm thinking about Zach Brown and you mentioned what Corey Nelson, um, Eric Wilson, these moves haven't always worked, but you know, you signed two of them. So hopefully at least one of Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham, who have a lot of starting experience, can be 
okay players for you. Last year, their PFF numbers actually weren't terrible. Uh, Miles Jack, pretty average. Um, his pass rush grade was better than Cunningham's. Cunningham was better in coverage and run defense last mm -hmm. year with the Titans, a little more lengthy and explosive. Miles Jack, definitely more of an athletic linebacker, a little more smaller, um, lower coverage grades. But, you know, overall, I think between the two, they're veterans with starting experience. And I didn't really want to put all our eggs in the Nicholas Morrow basket. And after that, Christian Ellis has looked good so far this summer. But I don't know, you know, that just, you know, even for not being concerned about linebacker, that just wasn't getting it done. You had to have more bodies in there. Is being the best of the worst really that good? Like that's how right. you have to look at Christian Ellis. And right. it, I think at this position, Lou, it has to kind of parallel what you're doing at safety and at running back where yeah. how you set this up was that miles is better in between the tackle box, right? He's going to be a more dependent tackler in coverage. He's kind of skeptical yeah. where you look at Cunningham. He's more of that coverage type of guy he is. and you're going to give up something on the inside. Collectively, you have to do enough to make up linebacker too. And the yep. Kobe Dean has to stay healthy. He has one job this year. It's be on the football field. He just right. has to that be reliable. That guy's got to stay healthy. I agree, Gino. So hopefully this ankle injury, he can get back. He's day-to-day. -day. But yeah, you're right. But Cunningham last year actually had pretty solid coverage grade, 65.9, which was in the green for PFF. Uh, Miles Jack uh, in the green for his pass rush grade. As mm -hmm. you said, more of a downhill tackler. Coverage, not so great for sure. So, you know, again, when you're looking for these kind of role players at a position like this, it's, okay, what does this guy do really well? Okay he does this one thing good. Okay. What does Cunningham do? Well, kind of compliments each other. Let's it bring in both guys. Would you say the contracts were almost identical? I think they are like, yeah. to the number numbers wise. Identical. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like the Sue and Linval Joseph thing. It's one's a nose plugging, you know, run stopper and one's more of a pass rusher at this point. So um, hopefully it works out. We'll see. But Howie Roseman, I don't think this stops him from working the phones, whether it's a linebacker safety, anything you could still see a move coming in August before week one. We'll get into coming up next, Gino, some practice takeaways or 50,000 fans stacked Lincoln financial field last night. Practice takeaways coming up next. Before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at Bird Dogs. And I'm telling you, this is the best partnership that we have ever had because they send us unbelievable merch all the time. If you're on YouTube, you see this hat that you are going to get if you go there today at birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. They're going to throw in the white tech hat with your order. If you don't know what Bird Dogs are yet, there are some competitors out there that are going to cost some more money, and they aren't even close. And I'm talking about Lululemon by name. And Bird Dogs, they'll call them out for a reason because they fit way better. They have anti-stink wicking fabric technology that, thankfully, I use them all the time when I go to the gym. It is the best thing for you. You will never regret it. You can use them in the pool. You can use them to work out. You can use them to just lounge around in at any given time. Like I said, those of you watching on YouTube, you'll get the white tech hat by going to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL and using the promo code locked on NFL to get that white tech hat for free. I'm telling you, I haven't missed a workout in the past six months getting for my ready, getting ready for my wedding. I only use bird dogs. You're not going to regret it. Go there today and get the white tech hat as well. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Monday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Shout out to our everydayers for making us your first listen 
Monday through Friday, got some open practice takeaways now, Gino. I, I can't believe how many fans were at the link yesterday, and I had the pleasure of going there Clap two years ago, yeah, and absolutely. it was just as electric. You can really tell, like, Eagles fans always load up the stadium. Doesn't matter what year it is. Doesn't matter the expectations. The expectations are always set for this fan base, but it does feel like they know when these teams are a little extra special. That's what I felt the stadium last year. I think that's what you feel in, like, back in 2004 when they brought in Terrell Owens, or I'd say, like, 2018 after they win a title you feel Mm -hmm. that way again i think in 2023 for that many people to be like in the nosebleeds up by the banners of the link for this is pretty damn cool the best in the sport i would say it's it's tough to say the best They lined up down the street for a kelly green jersey unveiling yeah that's sick i mean give me it's sicko behavior (laughs) i i love my eagles fans to say best in the world is crazy. Look up some Argentinian soccer teams like they're uh, soccer like you know, the and Eagles uh, are up there. No, they're they're the closest that you that's what I was gonna say, Lou. They are the closest that you get to that type to of like thing. a diehard soccer fan base. Yeah, yeah, man. You see, you see before the season even starts, guys go into the practice pitch and just the mm-hmm. ultras are around throwing flares and everything. I'm sure Eagles fans are just one evolution away from that, man. It's the best. I'm I haven't been there since twenty. 17 against Chicago. I miss it so much. The fans are the best. And to see them understand the expectation of what this season is, I think that's the perfect way to encapsulate it. That Howie, Jeffrey, Nick, Jalen, all those 50,000 people, anybody listening to the show that's an everydayer, anybody that supports these colors, they understand what 2023 can truly be to this football team. Right. And like you said, there's only a couple other times where you have really seen that. Right. And it's the give and take of the sport, but at the same time, Eagles fans will give to you as much as you give to them. And everybody is giving everything this year, Lou, it seems. I mean, going back Mm -hmm. to OTAs, seeing the veterans there buying in, Jason Kelsey's there, Lane Johnson's there, seeing the message that those guys are spreading now and seeing what Jalen could do as a 24, now 25-year-old kid, happy birthday to a fellow Leo as well. But where they are going, we need to talk about this, Lou, in a serious light. Why aren't the Philadelphia Eagles like one of the – top four f- most well-respected franchises in the sport at this point. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's a reputation sometimes around. Maybe it's the city. But how, or, but how is 50,000 sure. people showing up to a stadium in the offseason like yeah. that? that? That's what no, Green no, Bay no, no. does. I, that's what Buffalo does. That's yeah. what these great fan bases do. And I think they need people need to stop talking bad about them, in my opinion. It, it's, it's unbelievable, yeah. man. The, look at what they did for Trey Turner, if people aren't familiar with this, with the Phillies. Signs a huge deal. You hear all the this bad stuff, the Jalen Rager, this, that. Let's talk about the good stories in Philly where they gave this guy a standing ovation for being bad, and what does he do? He goes out and hits two clutch hits in back-to-back games. That's the type of people that they are. No, I'm and with you. I'm with we you. Need to st- we need to give them the credit, man. Mm. Like that's If I was there in that 50,000 people and seeing all the players understand that reality, I mean, the veterans saying it, to the young guys, like that's it's just different. And but then they walk in this- and realize it. I think that's why they're gravitating towards these past two teams so much, 2022 and 2023, is because it feels like the Eagles, too. You know what I mean? It's like in 2015, oh, yeah. there was a lot of hype, but it, it that didn't feel like the Philadelphia Eagles. And yeah, like Chip coming where, in, it felt like a, a yeah, robot. A there's sometimes type the teams team. just aren't as relatable to the city. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, they're still, this team is so close 
And the, it's not just that they're close, but the way they're wired, the work ethic, like the type of personalities that they're bringing in, it just, it makes sense for this city. And so mm-hmm. I think they know how special this team is. They know how talented they are, but I think they're just such a damn likable football team right now. And there's so many fun personalities that just, just blend in here really well. So I think you can just tell these players love being Eagles and mm-hmm. that hasn't always been the case, you know, throughout the year. Yeah. So I think that's part of it too, for sure. And you're totally seeing that at the stadium. Can I admit something super embarrassing that sure. I'm sure all of our fans are going to be mad at? I just watched Invincible for the first time ever, start to finish, two disgusting. days ago. And I, it, and it's absolutely still- disgusting. Yeah, but I love what you said right there. Like it just seems like Philly. Like when I was watching that movie, I, I of course got goosebumps. I probably sound so late to the party here, but just having a guy like Vince Papa, just somebody that can relate. And that what are the what are your favorite players ever? The guys that can relate to that Philly mentality, right? Like, what what does Brian Dawkins say? It's like, right. you work hard, they'll give back to you. Like, what do all the greats say? Just work hard. It's yeah. a blue-collar Jason city. Kelsey has said and the same they, thing. They'll and... always say that, right? <clears throat> yeah. And as much as there are, there is a negative connotation from the outside looking in, the people inside of Philly, man, I'll, I'll take... I'll take them over anybody on, on planet earth, man. They've treated me and my fiance like gold. Every time I've stepped in that place, man, Same. people you've never met, just giving you the, the shirt off their back, giving you food at the tailgate, giving you drink. And I think they deserve this. Like we deserve this right now. And th- this is a time going through those crappy seasons. And I think every generation of Eagles fans has lived that the older generations have seen, I mean, the bad years of of the seventies, and then you see it turn around. Well, they just make it more fun. You know, like when this team is good, it's more fun than, you know, like if there's a team that's really good in Los Angeles, I, I mean, unless it's the Lakers, that's not the fans for me, I think is part of what, drove me in when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it's more fun to be part of a passionate fan base. And that's why, you know, for people can say the same thing about a lot of North e- Northeastern fan bases. You know, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and you grew up in Western New York. I think you can say the same thing a lot about Buffalo fans and Green Bay. And you could say about Chicago and Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and so New York, even the Jets and the Giants. So I would rather be that kind of fan base, even if there's more of a negative connotation. It's just that that's it comes with the territory. Passion comes in both good and bad. And that's just what you're going to get depending on what the team yeah. is so. and it's a sense of accountability it, it really yeah. is right and you, you look at the years of chip kelly where this guy i mean he, he was just a robot like nothing mm. was if it just went to plan like we're just going to follow structure that's what it's going to be like there's no human element to it at all and then you see the lack of accountability after the super bowl years where guys are just in that hangover period and it's like if we buy in, we've seen how great teams can be when they just realize that that Philly mentality, that culture, that we're going to come in and kick your rear end for 60 minutes. Those are the best teams that we ever look at. The Reggies, the Jerome Browns, the 2000s Jim Johnson's teams. Like those are the teams you want to emulate, Lou. Right. And there's a different level of, there's a different kind of hype, I think, because. Yeah. Everybody got excited about the 2011 Eagles, and you're lying if you said you didn't. Everybody got excited about the 2019 Definitely. Eagles again when they loaded up, when DJX came back. You th- every, I can't tell you how many times people said that's the most talented offense of all time. I said it, everybody. 2020, even there was, you know, the track star offense type of narratives. There, there's a certain, but there's different kinds of hype. Even 2015, mm-hmm. there was some excitement behind all those offseason moves, but you can tell when it feels more real, when it feels more justified. Oh, absolutely. And there's a resume behind it. And that's this kind of hype. This hype doesn't feel like 
man, if they put everything together, like the 2011 team, this this team does have a ceiling. This team has actually done it, and they're improving. So it just it just feels more justified. And I don't know. I think there's a different kind of hype, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it, it comes with having the quarterback. And that's that's the main hurts. part. Yes, absolutely. That is the main part. At 25 years old in his fourth season, Lou. Yeah. When does he stop getting better? And you have to feel like you can compete with him as long as this guy is slinging the football. And that's where the expectation always started. And that's why Donovan always had that expectation, right? And Mm. Carson for that year, when you invest a high pick or you see a year of the guy, I mean, even the year that Michael Vick comes out and looks good. Yeah. Does he live up to the expectation the next year? Unfortunately, he doesn't. No, but that and is what brings in fans. Is if there's quarterback hype too, that's a huge part of it. Now that it's the fans biggest feel like they have hurts. Sport. Yeah, I want to talk a little more about Jalen Hurts coming up next to wrap up the show. He did turn 25 today. How long is Jalen the guy? Can he break McNabb and Cunningham streaks for the longest tenured starters in Eagles history? We'll get into that more coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by FanDuel. Football season is back. It's about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, the Eagles, you can bet you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, the Eagles, and you're going to get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, the over-unders, all that and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. It's fanduel.com slash lockdown. Again, to start earning bonus bets, just bet the birds to win it all, and you're going to get some cash in 2023. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Monday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Happy birthday to QB1. Jalen Hurts only turned 25 today, which, you know, feels crazy to me because this kid played in four years of college, played for two different college football teams, went through three national championship runs or college football playoff runs, all very different stories. The drama of 2020, uh, now a two-year starter heading into year three with a contract extension. It just feels like he's already lived an entire football life when it comes to like all the ups and downs. And yet he's only halfway through his twenties. It's kind of incredible. A lot of people that talk about Jalen give him this one term that I think is spot on for him, that he's an old soul. And I I see that in a man and how you set it up, right? Like he's been to four years of long college football seasons, playing for big time universities and being in Philadelphia now and part of multiple playoff runs and playing into a suit. That's a lifetime, man. That's eight years of investing a lot. And as a quarterback, how much you see the pictures of presidents when they get elected versus when they leave office and they have gray hair. It's like, quarterbacks are the same freaking way man those guys age in the blink of an eye and this kid's 25 years old and he's already lived a lifetime and you're saying what is the ceiling because the floor is already so high and when is he gonna stop evolving that that's the scary part that that's the thing Gino I think he can get better still every single Mm -hmm. year and it is crazy, you know, 25 years old. I like the, you know, the way we put it is like through eight years, he's lived a, a lifetime and a lot of quarterbacks go through 
that kind of stuff. I mean, just look at the backup quarterback. Look at everything Marcus Mariota went through his early years. And Carson, can went, we say he looks like he has lived through two presidents? Yeah, that's, that's a good point too. <laughs> and then you see the picture the other day of Carson Wentz wearing the Eagles helmet, the Washington practice jersey, and the Colts shorts. Talk about another quarterback that lived a lifetime. Some quarterbacks, it defines them in a negative way. It brought them down. Jalen Hurts chose, like, I don't want to say chose because they all work hard. They obviously don't want to fail. But Jalen Hurts used all of that to his advantage to get to where he is right now to make sure at 25 years old, his career is not over. I mean, Carson is only seven years into his career. And again, he's wearing three different jerseys or uniforms in practice because he doesn't have a team. So I think with Jalen, he's used that all to his advantage and he's trying to get better every single year. And he has. And I think you look at it, man, he's already through year four. He's 25 year four with the Eagles. Um, He's 25 years old. Cunningham and McNabb are the longest tenured Eagles quarterbacks at 11 years each. I think, Gino, I mean, that's seven more years for Jalen as QB1, eight more to break that. I think he's going to be the longest tenured Eagles quarterback in franchise history. I mean, the, based on the trajectory right now, the, uh, you know, barring injuries, I don't, I just can't project that he's not going to be that guy. If you look at those two, Michael Vick, look at that age. It's like 32 to 34 years old is where you would expect him to get to. And, if he continues to keep up his physical fitness and be yeah. somebody that can take a punishment in the National Football League while at the mm-hmm. same time evolving his game to continue to grow on how good of a pocket passer he really is, yep. can he stay healthy? That's going to be the thing because... That's what happened with Cunningham. He couldn't evolve in the Mm -hmm. pocket until he was late in his career with Minnesota, and he just kept dealing with leggings. Right. Like, imagine if Randall did that in Philadelphia. Yeah, if the the 98 Cunningham with the Vikings figured it out in 92, he's not going anywhere. Oh, 100%. And you're seeing that with Geno Smith now, right? And I I think there's that that time with players that they hit. There's something about a switch that just goes off and they're just like, all right, I have to invest in my body. I have to put in the time. And you look at why Geno Smith was comeback player. Of the He won comeback player of the year, right? No, Saquon did. Geno no, wasn't Saquon. up for it, but he, he should have I mean, won. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, you look at that and especially at this position, it, it's so physically taxing and the mental toll it takes. You just look at what these guys had to go through on that quarterback documentary, Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes, just to see the field every single day. And Jalen Hurts is already asking those right questions on, on how to do that. Right. And he, he's, connected with people that are so like-minded to him. And you want to talk about aligning, aligning the stars, right? Like you talk about catching lightning in a bottle. I think the way to avoid that is to just align the stars the right way from the get-go and Jalen and Devante and AJ and Hassan and the BGs and Jason, they're all like wired the same, right? And you have to have that in your quarterback because if you don't, that's like putting just asphalt. Doesn't to, matter to what other position. Yeah. Doesn't matter what other position, Gino, you have it at. Like you're saying with a building, if you have it on the 30th floor, if you don't have it at the base, it doesn't matter that building. Yeah. If you're not putting anywhere. concrete with rebar in there, nothing right, so, is going to stand. Yeah. But it's got to be the quarterback and the Eagles have it right now. And that's why I think that's the main reason 50,000 people yes. were at that stadium the other day. So we'll continue to have, 
training camp coverage all throughout the week. The Eagles, by the way, guys, they have a preseason game to play this Saturday night. Oh, so yeah. We're we going to cover that. Week. We have football this weekend, Philadelphia Eagles football. So make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Got another show still Tuesday through Friday for your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, for Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.